Well, how about that? It's 5.30 here at Sunny 101.5, and it's time for the Jack and Tracy Show. Good morning. Morning. Well, welcome to Tuesday. And boy, what a day weather-wise. This week is going to be really incredible. This is gorgeous yesterday. (laughs) I know, and today mostly sunny, warm and breezy, high 76. Woohoo! Are we, is, is that a, I mean, doesn't get any more perfect than that? Uh, I think that's perfect. Yeah, mm. uh, it's 47 degrees right now, so let's take this perfection and deal with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we Love go. It. Sunny 101.5. Hey everybody! April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and. And today's Tell Me Something Good, we wanted to touch base with an organization and mission near and dear to our hearts here at Sunny 101.5, because unfortunately, child abuse is a conversation that continues. And the Family and Children's Center does such important work in our community. So I want to introduce Avery Forsyth, the Director of Development of Family and Children's Center. Good morning, Avery. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem. Tell us, this is a big month for you guys. Yes. Um, So during the month of April, uh, about four years ago, we got the idea to host an April event to raise awareness uh, for child abuse in the St. Joseph community, the surrounding areas, and just kind of share the information overall. Um, During this process, we have hosted Elizabeth Smart, Matthew Sandusky, and Dave Pelser. And this year, we are uh, happy to announce that we are hosting Rachel Denhollander. Uh, She was the first woman to speak out against USA team doctor Larry Nassar, um, who was also the Michigan State gymnastics coach, um, and share her story with the community. Gosh, what courage uh, it had to take for her to do that. Yes, uh, during this process, Rachel has became an attorney, an author, an advocate. She's educated so many others. Um, During her activism and just her coming forward and being the first woman, she opened the case for over 300 other women to also come forward and just kind of uh, share their stories as uh, survivors and kind of be able to work through this together. And like I said, she became an attorney. She represented some of these women and helped them know uh, what their rights are and how she could help others. Um, it's also, I mean, I remember when this all came out as I grew up in the Midwest my whole life and grew up 30 minutes from Michigan State and also myself knew some people that had also saw Nassar over the years. Um, but just for her changing uh, gymnastics overall, USA Gymnastics, Michigan State, and just making a voice for those who felt like they hadn't been heard was really, really amazing. Absolutely. It'll be so amazing to hear her speak. Uh, Talk a little bit about the event, when it is, how people can get tickets, that kind of thing. Yeah, so our our event is April 27th. Um, It will be from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Century Center in the ballroom. Um, People can get tickets at fccin.org. And we are running a special the month of April. So if you use the code BLUE, like the color, B-L-U-E, 2023. Um, you can get tickets 50% off and you'll just enter that code at the promo checkout and you can share that code. It can be used as many times as you want and we still have tickets for sale. Um, so you can get those again at our web- website, FC. 
ccin.org. And what else is the Family and Children's Center up to? Yeah, so we actually just opened a new location for one of our programs. So we have four different programs at our organization. We have been representing uh, the St. Joseph's community for over 150 years now through early childhood and parent education support programs. Our brain train location just opened at the Southeast Center. Um, That is a parent-child play-based group. Um, We have one-on-one sessions. We have group sessions. We actually just had our group session last Friday where um, a lot of the children learned about planting. We learned about weather changing, different things like that. Um, We also have our Healthy Families program uh, for newly expectant mothers who are expecting children um, just to make sure that they're safe, they're healthy, they have all the resources they need. And you can find all of those forms if you want more information on our website, fccin.org. That's perfect. Avery, thank you and your your colleagues at the Family and Children's Center uh, for what you do. It is so greatly appreciated. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for uh, highlighting our organization during this month and uh, raising awareness in the community. All the latest Hollywood drama, hookups, deals, and scandal. Radio Paparazzi on Sunny 101.5. and here's Tracy. Thanks, Jag. Well, Hillary Swank is a new mom to twins. How about the 48-year-old actress shared the happy news alongside her husband, Philip Schneider, on Instagram. She released this sweet photo. She's holding her two babies as they face the sunrise, and you can see the two babies' heads resting on her shoulders. <laughs> she says it wasn't easy, but boy and girl, was it worth it. And she captioned the post, Happy Easter, posting from pure heaven. She didn't reveal the baby's names or birth dates yet, but the post was just flooded with loving comments. She announced her pregnancy last October, saying it's something she's been wanting for a long time. She shared that her grandmother was a twin, as well as her husband's grandmother. So she said, we have twins in our lineage. Mm -hmm. So cool. Well, Ryan Reynolds stuns the locals after buying a $1.5 million home in Marford, North Wales. He apparently plans to live there with his family as he focuses on his ownership of the Wrexham Football Club, Uh, Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Remember us talking about that? Yeah. They've invested well over $10 million in Wrexham football uh, since buying it back in 2021. Sources say the community is excited to welcome him, and they'll be rolling out the red carpet when he comes to town. (laughs) Sure. Very cool. Well, Eddie Van Halen's Kramer guitar that he used in Van Halen's iconic Hot for Teacher music video is up for auction. I get this. The minimum bid for this piece of music video history starts at $1,800,000. A nice start. Yeah, it's expected <laughs> to actually sell, they think, nice. uh, between $2 million and $3 million, which would make it one of the 10 most expensive guitars ever sold. Wow. wow. Well, Blake Shelton is the only judge who has manned a spinning chair every single season since the show The Voice began, but his run is coming to an end. Uh, It's his final season, and judges past and present paid homage to him in last night's episode. They titled it The Best of the Blinds, Battles, and Blake. (laughs) Season 23 of The Voice comes to an end with a two-part episode on May 22nd and May 23rd. 
Oh, marching bands, pay attention to this next story. Uh, Metallica has issued a competition for marching bands. They're giving out some really, really cool cash prizes for the best performances. So marching bands can choose from 13 different Metallica tunes to perform. And there are five different categories, but two winners in the college division will win $75,000 and $40,000. And then a high school winner will win $15,000. Then, of course, there's also a, a fan favorite winner. Uh, that high school will win $15,000. So they're, in addition to cash, they're also going to be giving out instruments. Very wow, cool. Very impressive. Yeah. So if you're a marching band, ask your director or instructor to visit MetallicaMarchingBand.com. Hmm. Well, it's kind of becoming a thing where a woman gets spotted in a crowd on TV at some big sporting event and the Internet falls in love with her. And it happened again at the Masters. So this brunette girl was spotted standing behind the uh, 16th tee box at Augusta uh, during the Masters and has captured the hearts of tons of guys on the Internet. Uh, she is adorable. She was she was standing right behind Brooks Copa on Sunday. She's wearing the iconic green Masters hat and just this big smile. And uh, then all of a sudden you start seeing the postings. A viral TikTok video appears saying, somehow I fell in love with someone I only saw for 15 seconds. Wow. Everyone starts looking for her. And uh, What's her name again? Uh, Aaliyah K Kikumoto from Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a cheerleader, pomp squad dancer at Texas Tech. And uh, she just laughed off the uh, viral TikTok saying, yeah, that's me. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure she's getting a lot of DMs right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, today, let's do some birthdays. All right. Jennifer Esposito. Okay. Uh, let's see. Man. You think these is easy for me to do. I'm telling you, it's not. But. They would definitely not be easy for me to do either. Well, I know who it is. And I think she's got 50. I think at the, uh, the they say the light at the end of the tunnel. I think mm -hmm. 50 is in her vision. I'm going to say she's 48. She's 50. She is 50. Well, the yes. light was closer than I thought. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Um, Bill Irwin. Okay, Bill Irwin is going to be, hmm, boy, I don't know if I'm, I don't, man, is he alive anymore? I don't know if I'm, we're talking about uh, yeah. the same how person. The, how the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, Noodle on Elmo's World. Yeah, that guy's got to be like 90. Hmm, 73 is what they're saying. Maybe I have to we check that. must be that. thinking about two different people. Yeah, may have to check that. That's the only way I could figure that. Okay. And um, Summer Walker. Boy, oh boy. These are hard today, you huh? You are just, uh, you're just brutal. That's all I got to say. Well, I, I, I think. You know her, right? Yeah, I, I think I know. She had a famous dad. Um. She had a famous dad. No, then this is not the one I'm thinking of. There's I don't two. know the famous dad, but I, yeah, I, I no, got a vague I, who it that is. That was a wrong, that was not a good hint. Ignore me. 25. 
27. Good 27. job. She's like a R&B singer, right? She is. Okay. You're right. Look at you. I don't know about the famous you dad part. You know things. Sure. I was born yesterday, you, you know. know. Who I was thinking that was is... Um, <laughs> what? Oh, he, uh, Fast and Furious actor who died in a crash. His daughter, I thought, was... Mm. Summer Walker. Okay, I don't know. I'm not sure about I'll, that. I'll figure it out. Okay. We'll talk. All right. All right. Good thing you don't have to do this. Thank heavens. <laughs> Sunny 101.5 with Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. All right. 741. All right. I got my life hack from TikTok. And I am sure it works because I've done an alternative version of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it really worked. But I almost like this version even better because I think it would be easier. So it's the time of year when a lot of us are thinking about, you know, getting out, sprucing up our yard, mulching. And, you know, you and I are constantly pulling weeds, right? Oh, I mean, it's so I just, hate, man, I hate you that. mulch, it looks awesome <laughs> for a week. And then... You know, and even with feet, weed fabric, I've had a lot of problems with weed fabrics that you buy not doing anything, not working. Right. So last year, a friend told me, don't use that. Use like um, like drop cloths, like painters, those plastic rolls of painter drop cloths. Okay. And I'll be honest, that worked really well. Yeah. But it was a real pain in the neck to put down. Okay. Mm. So this year when I saw this hitting me, Save all those Amazon boxes. You know you get one or two a day. Oh, okay? sure, yeah. Um, you know, cut them open with your razor blade. Lay them out flat. That, my friends, is your weed barrier fabric. So you just keep those for a while. You lay them down hmm. in the shape of your landscaping, of course. Right. Then you hose them down. Okay, you get them wet. So that, that kind of makes them mold to the area so it doesn't look like you have cardboard boxes under your mulch. Yeah. And then you throw mulch on top of them, and it takes them a couple of years to fully break down. So there you go. That's your weed barrier I'll right there. Done. I never, I never saw that Easier to cut. Yeah. You know, pretty easy to get the shape that you want. Um, you don't even have to like bolt it down with, you know, how you typically use those staples or whatever. Yeah. If you get it wet, it stays down. You put your mulch on top of it. And then, you know, over time here, it starts to break down, but totally acts. A lot of people say they've done this for years. I wish they had told me. I wish I knew about That's it. That's a good one. Now, was it yesterday that the, you, you, your life hack had to do with when you run out of some kind of cleaning product you, and yes. you made your own? Made your well, own? Mm -hmm. Well, I have. Water and vinegar. Yeah. Well, I have one, a homemade Febreze air freshener. Ooh. If you're out of that, you can make your own. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Mix two tablespoons of baking soda. Go figure. Mm. An eighth of a cup of fabric softener. Okay. And hot water and pour it into an empty spray bottle and there you go. You got no yourself kidding. some homemade Febreze just like wow. that. Wow. See that? But we really these life hacks, we sure make life a little easier, don't we? Sure do. <laughs> Jack and Tracy's life hacks. Making life just a little bit easier. Sunny 101.5. It's 756 and time for Go figure. This one 
This one's funny. A Florida woman's pet chihuahua was officially named the world's shortest dog living, uh, according to Guinness World Records. You ready for the height? Okay. This is a dog now. 3.59 inches. <laughs> 3.59 inches. What? <laughs> what? Pearl, a dog belonging to Orlando resident Vanessa Semler, was uh, officially measured by veterinarian Giovanni Virgil and confirmed to be the shortest dog living. Pearl's mother's sister, Miriam, previously held the same record at a height of 3.8, but Millie died in 2020 before Pearl was born. We're blessed to have her, Semler told uh, Guinness World Records, and to have this unique opportunity to break our own record and share with the world this amazing news. The oh shortest gosh. dog ever now. But then that was now that's for now that's that that dog has the record right now, but the actual shortest dog ever was a dwarf Yorkshire is it Yorkshire Terrier, yes. You know what kind I'm talking about. Yeah. Owned by a British man named Arthur Marples, this dog was measured at two point eight inches tall before. Oh my, that's hard to even imagine. Two point eight. Oh my Oh my gosh! And that was back in 1945. So there oh you go. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine what you're. If I brought over a dog that was 2.8 inches to, to your house, how insane would your dogs go? They would be afraid. <laughs> it would scare them. Exactly. What in the world is that? What is that? Oh, go figure. <laughs>